Each day from my office, I get to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe, and I want to share them with you. Some of my students have really caught my eye. Some of you have done all you can to learn how to cure those around you using homeopathic medicines, and your successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep these successes a secret any longer. So, with help from my roving reporters, we bring you a mini podcast series that I call Moms with Moxie, and sometimes we even interview dads with audacity. See how regular mothers and others, average people who want to cure those around them, have gone from freaking to fabulous with homeopathy. You are listening to podcast number 52 at practicalhomeopathy.com. Welcome to another Moms with Moxie podcast. I'm Kate, and I have a lovely guest with me here today who's passionate about learning homeopathy. Welcome, Julia. Hi. I know we have other moms who are listening today to this podcast who are similar to you, Julia, in that they can't get enough of learning about homeopathy. I know that you've immersed yourself in learning homeopathy, and you've been studying it with Joette for quite a while, I think. So I look forward to hearing all about your experience. But first, Julia, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. I'm a mom of three boys, and I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And my youngest, who's 12, wanted me to be certain to mention him. Oh, <laughs> that's great. So let's start with how you first heard about homeopathy or got into learning about it. Can you give us a little bit of a background? I had a couple experiences with it, good experiences with it. My MD is also a homeopath, so he helped me tremendously with some uh, migraines many, many, many years ago. And then, what was it, seven years ago, I woke up one day with a terrible earache, ear infection. It was a Sunday afternoon. The only phone number I had for some reason was my doctor of oriental medicine. I don't know why I had it, but I'm glad I did. She said to send somebody to Whole Foods and get me some belladonna and some Similison eardrops. And within a few minutes, I could lift my head up off the pillow after being stuck there all day. It came back again. So I repeated again. And I think it was just two doses and I was done. And I was like, mind blowing. <laughs> it was shocking. That was the first time that I was like, there's something here. This, that was amazing. You know, I could have chalked up the migraines to any sort of, you know, change of diet or hormones or anything that helped the migraines. But the ear infection was such a direct cause and effect. There was no denying it. Yeah. So even though your MD was also a homeopath, you hadn't had that much experience with homeopathy or you worked with him in a classical way? No, I worked with him classically for the migraines. And then when I would see him beyond that, he's very open to anything. And whichever route I wanted to go is how he would do it. But he's big into supplements and that sort of thing. And, you know, I think maybe he asked me once if I wanted to go the allopathic route or the homeopathic route. And I chose allopathic. And maybe he just wrote it down in the chart and never asked again. I don't know why we didn't do any more. I went in one time, I had cellulitis on my ear. I don't know how I got it. It hurt like the bejesus. And he said, do you want to treat this homeopathically or allopathically? And I said, give me the antibiotics. Mm -hmm. I regret that now, but I didn't know about Joette and all the beautiful things. Yeah. 
Well, we've all been there. We all had to start someplace. So, (laughs) (laughs) okay. So after that point, then what? Then, um, you know, I would buy some boron tubes and not know what to do with them. And I even (laughs) bought a couple books and I still wouldn't know what to do with them. And it all seemed really scary and overwhelming. And then one day, despite as near perfect a diet as you could get, I had a yeast infection that would not go away. I had so little sugar in my life that I even had to cut out balsamic vinegar to remove the last of the sugar. And I could not kick this thing. And that's when I found Joette's blog. And I took whatever it was she recommended on there, Merxol, I think. And um, uh, took it away, never to return, no questions asked. And then I started following Joette's blog. And let's see, January of 2016, I think it was, I was fed up of chasing the health hamster wheel and and called her up. So when you say you called her up, what does that mean? For a consult. Oh, okay. So you, you consulted with her and then you also have taken her courses as well, correct? I have. It was funny. The first time I consulted with her and she said, so would you be interested in taking any of these classes that I offer? And I said, no, no, no. If I had any extra time, I'd be taking art classes. And she very kindly said, I understand. And I have to say it was less than two weeks later, there was such a dramatic shift in my health that I signed up for good gut, bad gut. And (laughs) within a few months, I had plowed through everything she had to offer. Oh my goodness. What a shift from wanting to take art classes to then diving into all of those homeopathy classes. It was amazing. It was life-changing, transformational, life-altering. It was fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, isn't that great? So you've also taken this whole thing one step further and you're actually going to school for classical homeopathy. I am. Some of the people listening to these podcasts often wonder that same thing. Should I go to school for homeopathy? How can I get more of this? Because they have taken all of Joette's courses and read all the blogs and the podcasts and the Facebook lives. So they just want even more. They want that foundation. And I know Joette has talked about this, that she says, if you ever want to go into practice, you do need to go to school for homeopathy. So give us a little bit of information about where you're going and would you recommend it? Uh, If I recommend it, that's a tough question. No, I do because I can't get enough of it. And it's the only way to get more other than just reading, which is great. I am looking at all my books sitting in front of me. I have quite a collection of homeopathy books, but the classes take it that next step. And then learning to do the cases takes it that next step and getting feedback classically is that next step. So it's one thing to read it and learn it. It's another thing to do it under supervision. Mm. You did mention to me, though, that there's pros and cons to that. If you go to school and you're studying classical, but yet you're using the protocols that you're kind of in two different worlds. It's terrible being in two different worlds. It is such a mind switch. And when I first signed up for the classes and I thought, I'm just going to take it just so I can get some more knowledge for me and leave it at that. But then I really got hooked. In the middle of that first six months of the classes, Joette did another webinar. So I signed up for that and I took that and I'm like, why am I going to school? This is the information that I need and I want. But I was hooked, so I kept going. But it is very (laughs) difficult to switch your brain back and forth between classical 
and practical. And you've actually been able to share some of the protocols with some of the students in your classes. I have, yes. A couple people I've reached out to who have been very open to it. One of them actually had worked with Joette prior, and then she joined the school. Um, another one is in the school, but she also works with Joette. We talk sometimes on the Facebook page. And then a third one that I was paired up with to do some case taking. And she can't wait to learn more of Joette's stuff. But she reached out to Joette and Joette said, I suggest you finish the schooling before you start watching the webinars, which I think is really good advice. <laughs> so she's not too confused, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. What is the school that you're going to in case some of our listeners want to know? I'm enrolled in the Homeopathy School International. And I chose that one at first because they say after the first year, you get this friends and family certificate where you have enough knowledge to treat your friends and family. And I thought that worked beautifully with what Joette did. Good. All right. Well, let's dig into some of your experience using homeopathy. I know you have lots of stories from friends and family members to even pets and dogs, chickens, all sorts of things. So why don't you tell us some of your experience using homeopathy? My first really big aha experience was with our rescue dog. We got him on a whim. He was sicker than a dog, to use that phrase. <laughs> and I was just going about this. It was really our first dog as adults. I had lots of dogs as a kid. But, you know, I went to the pet store and bought the bag of pet food and just did it in the normal way of being a pet keeper. And then a light bulb went off and Joe's voice was like, you got this. I, you have the knowledge to fix this dog, to help this dog. And so I did. And I got out the bone broth. I jettisoned that, all that crap food in the, in the bag and got him good food. And then started tackling his skin condition with some antimonium crude. Uh, he had some yeast issues on his paws that I took care of. We use homeopathy with him all the time. Little Ignatia for his PTSD, the poor fellow. Oh, a beautiful thing. So that was your moment when you knew you could do it, right? It really was. Yeah. yeah. It, really, it really was. And then it's so exciting when you see that change and that shift and then you think, I can do this. It's attainable. Absolutely. I think Joette describes it as a heady experience. <laughs> and I think she's right. Okay. So tell us about some other issues that you've tackled with homeopathy. Well, in addition to the dog, I would treat our chickens. If they had some diarrhea, I would put a little arsenicum album mixed in with some rice and again, some bone broth. And then that would make sure that they would eat it all up and the diarrhea would stop. I had another one with that bad leg who wouldn't leave the roost. So I brought in again, some rice and broth and some, some phytum this time. And by that night she got off her roost. The next day she was walking fine. In addition to that, my husband's migraines he will reluctantly admit that I have fixed him. <laughs> Speaking of reluctantly admit, your husband, is he on board with homeopathy? He is, but he isn't. He is a healthy skeptic. He is a scientist by training and a lawyer by trade. And um, once upon a time, years ago, before all of this, I was talking to him about homeopathy and he said, well, you know, if somebody told me there was some poop in some water and they diluted it 200 times, I wouldn't want to drink it. So I think something must be left in there. <laughs> so, 
I've never heard it described that way before. (laughs) (laughs) That's how his brain works. It's great. But he will take it. He calls it my hocus pocus, but he's coming around. Well, the more he sees it working, the more he will become a believer. Absolutely. He's a big fan of cold calm. Oh. (laughs) But that's not my hocus pocus. That came from a shop. Oh, so then it's okay, right? (laughs) Right. Comes in a package with its name on it telling you what it does. (laughs) that's funny I think that's how a lot of people are it's somehow okay when it's in a package from the store and it says right on it for sinuses or congestion oh well that's another whole discussion (laughs) my almost 18 year old son was the biggest skeptic in the house and he refers to this as my placebo and he has terrible allergies. I said, did you take your Claritin? Because I'm not pushing it. This is him. This is what he wants to do. Right. He said, I did take the Claritin, but it's not helping. And I said, would you like to try some of the homeopathy? He said, okay. And he tried it. And then I was leaving the house and he called me back. It was about 15 minutes later. And he said, oh, mom, your placebo is working. And he is going on a school trip to Bhutan and Japan and wants to take a kit of remedies with him. And that is the biggest coup I could ever imagine. Oh, that is so exciting. Oh, wonderful. And then your other children, are they on board with it as well? Completely. Good. That's wonderful. Okay. So tell us, Julia, about some other people and how you've helped them, because I know you have a lot of stories. I have a lot of stories. Um, My Pilates instructor, but 10 days ago, two weeks ago, she said, my joints are really aching. So I gave her some symphytum ruse and she actually immediately proved ruse, but realized it and put it all together. Um, and so then we swapped her to symphytum and arnica. And she said that her joint issues are 50% better, which I'd say, you know, such a big issue like that in less than two weeks time to get 50%, I'll take it. Yeah, having your joints that are constantly aching be 50% better, that's huge. That means that she can teach those classes without the pain that she was in, right? Absolutely. Now, let's just talk for a minute about you said that she proved Roos because I know provings can be a scary thing for some people. They are concerned about that. But tell us how did you know that it was Roos Tox that she was proving? Well, whenever I give anybody remedies, I tell them to be on the lookout for anything that new develops. And if so, stop the remedy and take some camphor, sniff some mint, whatever. She wasn't concerned about it. And she liked the joint relief more than she cared about the sore throat. But I said, no, 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 we don't want to do that. So that's when we stopped it. But she just knew that this sore throat was not supposed to be there. Okay. And it wasn't a scary thing for her? No, not at all. So I'm not afraid of provings. And as a matter of fact, right now I'm taking some phytum and roos mixture. And I've proven roos a couple times, but I go back to it because it's helpful. And now I'm finding that if I just lower the potency, I can take it and get the good benefits that I need without the itchy skin that comes along with my proving. And so when that happens, you get itchy skin, do you stop and take mint or camphor or anything? Or do you just lower the potency and then move on? The first time I stopped and took camphor, and then I think I've actually proved Ruth maybe three times. And now I just lower the potency. 
And by doing so, those symptoms that were irritating the itchy skin, they went away. Completely. And how long did that take? The next day. Okay. So it was quick. As Joette says, the best antidote is the right remedy. Right. And my husband's good friend's wife has struggled with eczema all her life, literally. And she was willing to give this a go and a little antimonium crude and some arsenicum album and her hands are not bleeding. They are not cracked. She has pretty much normal hands for the first time in her adult life. Wow. Can you imagine that having bleeding cracked hands your whole life? They look so painful. I bet she's a believer in homeopathy now. She is. Yes. So there was a friend, I think you said, that had some sinus tooth pain. That is a really interesting story. Why don't you share that with the listeners? She called me up. She was having terrible pain. The doctor has recommended surgery for her sinus. So it's a sinus issue. She feels the pain in her tooth. And she said, what can I take? What can I do? I knew what she had in terms of remedies. So I flipped through my books and I said, try the CalCarb, see if it helps. And it did help. And eventually she went to CalCarb 200 and the pain is gone. And I believe she is no longer needing the surgery. You also said that at the time you were going to school and you were trying to also look at the case classically and tell us what happened there. I did. I took her case classically for one of the casework that you have to do in school. And I thought it can't be kelp carb because that kind of came to me from listening to Joette all this time. And I worked really hard to disprove the kelp carb remedy. But in fact, that was what she needed. Great how that worked out. <laughs> it did. And I just had that again the other day with a, I had to take an acute case and my sister had broken her wrist and had numbing tingling going up her arm. And I said, we'll take some hypericum. We know from Joette, the shooting pains are hypericum and tingling would be nerves and hypericum. And I needed another acute case for school. So I took her case. And once again, classically speaking, hypericum was the answer. <laughs> That's so great to know that it's confirmed over and over again when you look at it both ways. But you get to it quicker with the practical Absolutely. protocols. Oh my gosh, so much quicker. <laughs> it's crazy the time it takes. It's yeah. very frustrating when I'm listening to the classes and I just want to pull my hair out and say, well, she needs Ignatia. I would <laughs> have to take a half hour case and spend an hour repertorizing it. She needs Ignatia. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, it must be hard staying quiet in your classes. Actually, no, that's not hard because they're all done on DVDs. I think the oh. DVDs were probably <laughs> filmed, recorded you know, 10, 15 years ago. So I'm talking to myself when oh. I'm saying this. <laughs> so you can shout out, she needs Ignatia. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I do. So something that you have said to me over and over again is that you just cannot get enough of homeopathy and how it has changed your life. Why don't you give us a little summary about homeopathy and how you feel about it? Because you have a really good saying. I can't get enough of homeopathy. It has changed my life. It has altered my life course. I never dreamed that I would be going back to school, number one. And number two, even considering becoming a homeopath. And here I am, well on my way. 
I am so excited for you and I can't wait to see how you use homeopathy in the future. So thank you for taking the time to share with us today. And we look forward to hearing from you again, Julia. Thank you very much. I couldn't have done this interview before homeopathy. My anxiety was thick. And thanks to homeopathy, I can um, lead an easier life in my very busy brain. <laughs> well, thanks again for sharing with us. It's been a pleasure talking to you, Julia. Thank you, Kate. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com, where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit in your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.